Picture this. You are a hematologist who is seeing a new patient, Desi. Desi is a six-year-old boy who has been in the emergency room three times over the past two months with persistent nosebleeds requiring packing and cautery. We tried everything that the internet tells you to do to stop nosebleeds and nothing worked, his dad tells you. He was adopted in infancy and his family history is unknown. On exam, Desi has diffuse ecchymoses. You tell his parents that you need to send some blood work to investigate his condition. Desi's labs show normal platelet count, normal PT and INR, but an elevated PTT that corrects when normal plasma is added to his sample. With these results, you make a presumptive diagnosis and prepare to call Desi's parents. As you listen to this brick, consider the confirmatory testing you are planning in Desi's case and how you will explain his condition to his parents. Welcome to Audio Bricks. I'm Laurel Toft, bringing hematology from our bricks to your ears. After completing this section, you will be able to 1. Compare and contrast the underlying defects in hemophilia A and B. 2. Describe the inheritance pattern and relative incidence of hemophilia A and B. 3. Describe the clinical features of both hemophilia A and B. 4. Explain how hemophilia A and B are diagnosed. And 5. List and briefly describe other clotting factor deficiencies. Part 1. What is hemophilia? Hemophilia was once known as the royal disease because it spread through many royal families in Europe and Russia during the 19th and 20th centuries. Queen Victoria passed the gene to one son and two daughters, and in subsequent generations, the disease resulted in early deaths of not only affected men, but, in the case of the Romanov family, even entire families. Hemophilia is a bleeding disorder resulting from defects in coagulation cascade factors. There are two primary types, hemophilia A and hemophilia B. Both types are rare, with only a combined frequency of about 1 in 5,000 live births. Of the two types, hemophilia A is about four times more common. To understand hemophilia, we need to remember the coagulation cascade. In order for the body to form a blood clot, there is a final common pathway starting with factor 10 and leading to fibrin, a key component in clots. This cascade can be activated by the extrinsic pathway in tissue injury situations or the intrinsic pathway. Hemophilia comes from defects in the intrinsic pathway, where factor 8 serves as a cofactor for 9. They cooperate to activate factor 10, jumpstarting that final common pathway and ultimately leading to the formation of fibrin. Hemophilia A is a result of mutations in the factor 8 gene, while hemophilia B is a result of mutations in the factor 9 gene. You can remember this based on the sounds A and 8. These mutations lead to decreased activity of their respective clotting factors, an inability to activate factor 10, and therefore a defect in the formation of fibrin. Because of this inability to form fibrin, excessive bleeding occurs in these individuals, especially after trauma. Time for a quick knowledge check. Question. Describe the difference between hemophilia A and B. Answer is... Hemophilia A is a result of a defect in factor 8, while hemophilia B is a result of a defect in factor 9. Both of these factors work together to activate factor 10 in the intrinsic arm of the coagulation cascade. Part 2. 
the genetics of hemophilia. Both hemophilia A and B are X-linked recessive disorders. These disorders are most often seen in males because males only have one X chromosome. Therefore, one defective gene leads to the disease state. The redundancy of the second X chromosome in females makes hemophilia a very uncommon diagnosis in women, although women with one copy of mutated gene are, quote, carriers who can pass that trait along to their children. Say, for example, an unaffected father and a carrier mother have four children. The father has only one copy of normal gene on his one X chromosome. The mother has one wild type or normal gene on one of her X chromosomes and one mutated gene on the other. That couple could have four different combinations of sex chromosomes that pass on to their children. A son could inherit the wild type X from his mother, making him unaffected. Another son could inherit the mutated X from his mother, giving him the disease. A daughter would inherit wild type X from her father, but could get either wild type or mutated X from her mother, leading to either an unaffected daughter or a carrier daughter. Hemophilia A can still be observed in heterozygous females in the rare event that the X chromosome carrying the normal factor 8 gene is inactivated in a high proportion of cells, a phenomenon known as unequal lionization. The majority of hemophilia causes are inherited, but about 30% of hemophilia A cases arise from spontaneous mutations in the factor 8 gene. Many different mutations exist that can lead to decreased synthesis or reduced function of factors 8 and 9, resulting in a widely varying severity of this disease. 10 to 15% of hemophilia patients have normal circulating levels of their respective clotting factors, but just decreased function. Question time. Why are men more likely to have hemophilia? Answer is, hemophilia is an X-linked recessive disease, and males have only one X chromosome, giving a greater chance of manifesting the disease with one copy of the mutated gene. Part 3. Clinical Features, Diagnosis, and Treatment The clinical features of hemophilia are a direct result of the inability to form fibrin, so you can quiz yourself and decide what might that be. Easy bruising may be observed in hemophilia patients as well as uncontrolled hemorrhage after trauma or operative procedures. Parts of the body that are subject to repeated mechanical stresses, such as the joints, often experience spontaneous hemorrhages, called hemarthroses, which can ultimately result in joint deformities. Now, petechiae, which result from bleeding caused by minor damage in capillary blood vessels, are notably absent in hemophilia. Disorders that impair platelet plug formation, such as von Willebrand disease, can be confused with hemophilia as they both lead to easy bleeding, but the presence or absence of petechiae helps differentiate them. The severity of hemophilia A can vary widely and depends on the amount of factor VIII activity. Milder deficiencies may only present themselves when an event such as trauma occurs. The severity of the disease is usually divided into three groups. Severe disease, when factor VIII activity levels are 1% or less of normal. Moderate disease, with 2-5% of normal factor VIII activity. And mild disease, with 6-30% of normal factor VIII activity. Making the diagnosis starts with measures of coagulation. Partial thromboplastin time, called PTT, measures the intrinsic coagulation pathway, while prothrombin time, or PT, tests the extrinsic coagulation pathway. 
Since hemophilia causes a defect in the intrinsic pathway, which test would we expect to be prolonged? That's right, we expect a prolonged PTT. When normal plasma is mixed with the patient's blood, the missing clotting factors are restored. Because PTT measures the time it takes for a blood to clot, restoring missing clotting factors causes the PTT to return to normal. Now, on the other hand, do you expect any change to the PT prothrombin time in hemophiliacs? Exactly. The PT is normal in patients with hemophilia because the extrinsic arm of the coagulation cascade is unaffected. Hemophilia B is clinically indistinguishable from hemophilia A, and this makes sense because factor 9 cooperates with factor 8 in the activation of factor 10, and deficiencies of both factors result in impairment of the intrinsic arm of the coagulation cascade. Consequently, hemophilia B, like hemophilia A, has a prolonged PTT and a normal PT. To differentiate hemophilia A and B, the diagnosis is made using specific assays for factor 8 and 9. So, what about treatment? Both hemophilia A and B are treated by replacing the deficient or defective clotting factor with recombinant protein infusions. Interestingly, about 15% of patients with severe hemophilia A develop antibodies to recombinant factor 8 because their bodies recognize it as a foreign protein. In these patients, the PTT is not corrected when mixed with normal plasma because antibodies bind the infused free factor 8, preventing its function. Desmopressin is another treatment for mild hemophilia A because the drug can increase the release of von Willebrand factor, which binds to and stabilizes factor 8. This may, in turn, increase levels of factor 8. This treatment is effective in types of hemophilia A where the gene mutation reduces production of functional factor 8. In cases where the gene mutation results in total loss of factor 8 function, desmopressin is not effective. Time for a knowledge check. Question. Why is PTT prolonged but PT unaffected in hemophilia? PTT is prolonged because it assesses the function of the intrinsic arm of the coagulation cascade, and hemophilia A and B affect factors 8 and 9, important for the function of this part of the cascade. PT, on the other hand, is normal because it tests the function of the extrinsic arm, which is unaffected in hemophilia. Part 4 other known clotting factor deficiencies. As we might expect, factors 8 and 9 are not the only clotting factors that can mutate and lead to disease. Although hemophilia A and B already are considered rare diseases, these other factor deficiencies are even more rare. The frequency of these disorders can range from 1 in 100,000 people for factor 11 deficiency to 1 in 5 million people factor 13 deficiency. Some notable deficiencies include factor 1 or fibrinogen deficiency, factor 2 prothrombin deficiency, factor 11 hemophilia C also known as Rosenthal syndrome, and the rare factor 13 fibrin stabilizing factor deficiency. And that's it for hemophilia. Let's check your knowledge and see what you've learned in this episode. First, can you contrast the underlying defects in hemophilia A and B? Hemophilia A and B are bleeding disorders. 
hemophilia A results from mutations in the gene encoding factor 8, whereas hemophilia B is from mutations in the gene encoding factor 9. Next, describe the inheritance pattern and relative incidence of hemophilia A and B. Hemophilia A and B are both X-linked recessive disorders. Hemophilia A is much more common than hemophilia B. Now, what are the clinical features of both hemophilia A and B? Patients with hemophilia exhibit excessive deep tissue or joint bleeding, prolonged PTT, and normal PT. And finally, how are hemophilia A and B diagnosed and treated? Prolonged PTT, normal PT, and factor 8 and 9 specific assays are used to diagnose hemophilia A and B. Treatment of mild bleeding is accomplished with desmopressin to release von Willebrand's factor for hemophilia A. Serious bleeding requires replacement of deficient or defective clotting factor through infusion. And we're done! Armed with your newfound knowledge, let's think back to Desi, your 6-year-old patient with recurrent nosebleeds. An elevated PTT that corrects with the addition of normal plasma and a normal PT in a young boy with abnormal bleeding brings to mind hemophilia A or B. You suspect A, a mutation in the factor 8 gene, because it is more common. You send off a specific factor 8 assay. And results come back as abnormal, confirming your diagnosis. You explain to Desi's parents that he has an inherited bleeding disorder due to a decrease in a specific factor that is essential for normal blood clotting. You explain that some patients have mild horses and others have more dramatic episodes of bleeding, requiring infusions of factor to prevent spontaneous or life-threatening bleeds. Fortunately, Desi has a mild case with 25% of normal factor activity. You follow him longitudinally over the next 15 years. Desi doesn't participate in contact sports just in case, but becomes a star swimmer in high school. As his hematologist, you are thrilled that he never requires factor infusion and avoids life-threatening bleeds. And that's our show. If you liked this episode, send us a comment or give us a thumbs up. Until next time.